0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hey, have you missed us? We are back. This is Ultimate Couch Fans Uh, That chuckling on the other end of the line, I'm Christian O'Connell, is uh, my co-presenter Brian Lacey, who is currently, you were in Australia, you're now at your brother's place in Dubai, then you go to Moscow, I presume commentating for ACB? That's correct, mate, yeah, doing
2: that. Excuse me, just take another sip of my mojito there, wait a second. (sighs) This Mm. guy. No, mate, that was delicious. Well,
1: you're uh, opening up another Uh, um, uh, grappling school out there in Dubai, aren't you? (laughs) You and a couple of shakes wrestling for cash. <laughs>
2: that's right. I have got my hijab on right now and it's uh, uh it's hot. I'm telling you it's hot under here, mate. the hijab is hiding a lot of sweat. <laughs>
1: and
2: how was
1: uh, how was Australia?
2: Mate, Australia is awesome. What a country. Great it is. country, a, isn't it? What a great uh, Oh, uh, mate. Uh, yeah. It's wonderful place, wonderful people. And we had the, uh, the first event there on the golf yeah. course. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really good, mate. Really good fun, really good fights. And, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, rumours are we might be going back two times next year. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's
1: all good for me and my tan. All right, then. Uh, so this is going to be uh, like a review of the year. We're going to talk about our favourite fights, KOs, submissions, some of which, I don't, I don't know what you've got, may have been in the last couple of weeks, might have uh, helped that. Uh, and also what we think about next year, our heroes and villains um, and our fighter of the year. Uh, and then the Samster's going to have his review as well. Before that, though, um, there's actually been quite a bit of action the, just the last couple of weeks. Uh, so this weekend, obviously, the big thing to talk about is... Uh, a poor, poor cub, Swanson uh, against Brian Ortega. What an amazing guillotine!
2: Uh, the, the, the rise of Brian Ortega is has been uh, amazing. For five fights now, five finishes, um, and the way he does it, he, he absorbs so much punishment. Yeah, well, he's kind of losing.
1: I've never seen him actually win a round, and yet he's no. got this amazing win streak because. I I saw John Kavanagh refer to it yesterday. When someone's that good at submissions, it's like a knockout artist. It just takes a split second, and that's it. It's done. And that's what happened. Cub Swanson was lighting him up on the first uh, first round. He was winning it, and Cub looked absolutely brilliant. His footwork looks great. I loved it. And then he just... It wasn't even like Cub Swanson's neck was low, like he was going for a takedown. Um, he just kind of snaked it around then jumped up, and and then when he re-gripped it as well, it was it was uh, it was amazing.
2: There was something special. The way the way he he set that up, and uh, and like you said, re grip to, to re-grip when you are you're not on the floor. You are he's standing. You you are being held up. By your size and one arm, you re-grip it and then uh, to get the submission. The warning shot was fired at the end of the first round. The, the anaconda yep. was set up when standing as well. That was that was something to behold. But you, 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 you said it exactly right. Every fight he's been in, he gets an absolute beating. The clay Guida fight, he was yeah. on the back foot for most of it.
1: He was he's losing got the got entire fight.
2: Exactly that. And he, he's got this jiu-jitsu, this killer weapon that he just brings out. At the end of end of the fight, or, or somewhere after he's after his, his boxing is pretty good. He's actually got a great chin on him as well, but. Those submissions, that is, that he is he has got to be, He's, for me, he is surpassing Damian Meyer as the most yeah. dangerous jiu-jitsu player.
1: Yeah, I think in, it's uh, been a while that we've uh, seen someone as exciting as that since, I think, uh, early sort of primetime uh, Maia. And I think he might even be more of an exciting draw as well. What do you think then as well, also on the thing, Max Holloway um, beating Aldo for the second time. I like um, Ortega versus Holloway uh, for, the, uh, for, for a fight next year.
2: Oh, without, without a doubt. Ortega versus Holloway. Ortega versus Frankie Edgar. Yep. Um, either one of those is, is absolutely mouth-watering. The other, the other thing that, uh, that has, has come off the back of that, is that he went to pay a white, and every, this is Ortega, at the end of that fight, and everybody thought he was going to be calling for a title shot or the typical thing, doing the belt sign around his waist. And he gets back on the mic, and he goes, uh, no, I just wanted to reach out and see if I could find anybody with money who can help me help kids less fortunate than than me. Get better like That that for me. That it's another one. He's got a great style. He's a great personality. His Instagram is fantastic. You watch him. He's a real, real California surf hippie. He goes out in the beach. He's training. Yeah, he comes across
1: as just a life. really nice, big-hearted, warm guy. And I even noticed when. Um because it was a horrible submission, and you could see Combsolson kind of—you know—it's a tough guy, and it's been in some real wars as well. But he kind of—you know—he said afterwards he kind of shit his pants, and uh, I don't think in a kish I don't think in a kish kind of way. But you see him trying to rub his chest, right, where he was trying to just check his heart was still moving, and the guy was all right. And also, I kept, I would, were you also shouting at the referee? Who was it Was normally those camera angles are amazing in that cage, right? We always see the knockout, the submission. But the great big yeah. back—I forgot who the referee was—obscured the best angle, didn't he? I was going, "Get out the way!" And also, the ref had to be there? there. I was going, "Get out the way!" He's an enormous
2: back—it's
1: <laughs> the size of my TV.
2: <laughs> that's the—that's uh, the ref with the bit. Be- Is that the ref with the stupid beard? The—I uh, think uh, so. Uh, yeah. Did you sure see Frank Trigg? Did you out?
1: see Frank Trigg working? You know, he's refereeing oh. now. Frank Trigg, the former <laughs> fighter—he's refereeing now
2: yes on a straight up I absolutely love that mate i didn't see that because i watched the only fight i saw on that card was the uh, the Ortega fight. i watched it just before i got on the plane back over and uh but that's awesome frank trigg isn't it yep. back in the cage yeah but referee, that's yeah. but i think I'd, I'd like watch- to see
1: more older fighters bry rather than sticking around too long to go into sort of that kind of mentoring or that kind of role i'd like to see all former fighters you can only be a referee if you were if you were like a legend
2: so that's, I do not. I like that. There's, there's, you should be able to get more judges, more people around the sport in the commission that were in the sport. Although there are some people that you've got to be able to push to the side. Because I heard Chris Lieben wanted to move oh, no. into officiating. You yeah, with everything. Like there's always
1: an exception. Okay. If yeah, I mean no, not not Chris Lieben, No.
2: <laughs> not Chris Lieben, mate. No, he, he would get involved. Draw
1: in the sport. line there, okay? <laughs> And then um, shall we leave Francis Ngannou because I think we're going to be talking about that punch and that knockout very soon in kind of our our favourite bits of the year, yeah? All right, well, let's get into then our review of the year. First of all, Bri, how do you think this year's been UFC-wise for you?
2: To use the old cliche, mate, I think it's been a game of two halves for the UFC. Um, uh, jumpers for goalposts and all that. But the, I, I, I really do feel like the second half of the year, and even when we're talking about these cards that have snuck up on us, like the Holloway versus yeah. Aldo this weekend with uh, Robbie Lawless versus uh, Dos Anjos, this, this second half of the year from August onwards has been one of the greatest runs of yep. UFC fight cards, fight matchups. Big fights, uh, huge stories. Uh, whereas the first half of the year, it was. It, I'm, I'm I'm so glad with it. It's with been this way around because it's almost. Made us forget how bad that first half of the year was. I even went back through some of the cards before, um, and it's, it's just for me. It feels like the UFC is now getting back to where it needs to be, what it needs to do, and that's the momentum I want to see it carry into 2018. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm happy we're at where we're at, but it's take it. That first half of the year, everybody was still asking those questions about WIMG, what 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 they want, what they're going to do. Um, but overall, mate, I think I think you can't argue that it has been one of the most fascinating, one of the most interesting, and with us doing the podcast as well, just being able to talk about all the stuff that's gone on, it's, it's, I've, I've enjoyed it, and it's been a rollercoaster. Yeah,
1: it's funny you say two halves, that's exactly what I wrote down, because um, I remember the first half of the year, we were very critical all proper fans were long-term fans were critical of the World it was being run, and and then I think yeah, post August, I think then the last couple of months have been the most exciting in in, in years. There've been so many great, years, unexpected yeah. fights, titles changing hands, some fantastic fights, some really really good entire cards, some that have surprised us, some really big emerging stars. Paul Felder at the weekend, not only is he a great fighter, but he's getting better and better in front he of the camera awesome. all the time. He's
2: great. He, Real inter- natural. His interviews were great as well. Real natural. Yep. Absolute natural. And it sounds, when you know he's got the acting background, he's been a performer for a long time, um, it sounds... Yeah, because that always uh, makes serious. a huge
1: difference, doesn't good. it? You know, because, uh, you know, Joe Rogan did rep interesting- for a couple of years, didn't he, at the old Vic? <laughs> He's off now. Here we go. one. I thought he was almost too sensible for the last 10 minutes. He's got that if acting background. Back, Whoa! Back, back the UFC, live at the old Vic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not with Kevin Spacey, obviously. That was no, that was really not bad, the spaceman. The no. But uh, yeah, yeah. If you've never seen uh, uh, Joe Rogan play Oliver,
1: it's incredible. The, 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 I think the, the, he's in. Pa- big, isn't oh he? Isn't it woking Panto this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a genie, sorry. He's a genie. He's the
2: that's genie. right. Yeah, well, he he stepped in for Uriah Faber, remember? <laughs> uh,
1: that. That's right. That's it. I, uh, well, but I, I agree. I think that the last couple of months, and do you know what? When you talk about August and the kind of tipping point when it got back to being what we used to love about it, maybe there were teething problems and the fight. I think the whole Connor thing is, is the thing that's caused this. And the moment that fight was done, I think then the UFC kind of had a bit of a monkey off its back. And what's been great about the last couple of the last four months is Conor hasn't fought, yet he's still the biggest star in the UFC and in combat um, sports. (laughs) And we're still talking about him, even though he hasn't fought for a couple of months and what he's been up to. Where do you even begin what he's been up to the last couple of weeks? What? (laughs) Falling out with the Irish Mafia? A price on his head? It sounds like a Liam Neeson
0: movie
2: what's He's going on port. he did slap he did slap a commissioner remember that was uh, uh, one thing so he semi got into the uh, into the bellator cage yeah. for a scrap but uh, uh, yeah it's it's crazy I and mean, i think you're absolutely right i think once that, that the stuff that that fight and I, that is, and we're going to get into all this sort of stuff with our, with, with the awards for the uh, uh, fighter fighter story and all that sort of stuff of the year but once that muddy water had cleared and we got back to the ufc being the ufc uh, it's made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference, but um, there are still ramifications from that that I think are going to, uh, yeah, yeah, affect the next six to twelve months of uh, of what happens with the fighters and the UFC itself. All right, what is your uh, fight of the year? Now, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a classic for this, so I do all these golden mentions and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to say, honorary mentions uh, have to go to Joshua Klitschko, because that, for me, the reminiscing about the heavyweight years gone by and seeing Anthony Joshua do do that in the boxing ring on, on such a big stage was fantastic. Nathaniel Wood versus Josh Reed in Cage Warriors yeah. is one of the most... Crazy fights I have seen Brilliant in fight. a very, very long time. But my uh, my fight of the year is going to uh, Cowboy Oliveira and Yancy Maderos. Yeah. This was a couple of weeks ago. And I just think it summed everything up I love about this sport. Uh, it's on the undercard, so it's in the prelims. It's two fighters with... No media heat behind them, no pressure on their shoulders about uh, what's coming next, title shots, all that stuff. They just got in there, and from the moment the first bell sounded, they went to war. They went back and forth, and for Medeiros to survive that first round, uh, to come back and cause the damage he did do to get the win over Charles Oliveira in the style he did, that is my fight of the year, my friend.
1: Uh, yeah, that was Fight of the Year. Uh, same for me as well. And do you know what's really nice? They're actually really? Yeah, awesome. honestly. Do you know what's been really interesting this year? There's been a couple of really, really great fights on the undercars and the prelims. Uh, there's been some really, really good... There is at the moment, I think, you know, they're, they're worried about, obviously, there's no John Jones and Con- Conor McGregor. Is he coming back? Is he, you know, what's What's he doing? Is he going to fight Manny Pacquiao? No one wants that. Uh, luckily, <laughs> everyone's forgotten about Paulie Melanarchy. Let's wake him up. Um <laughs> but the thing is i think there's some there's some really really exciting fighters right now there's some really really exciting talent in a lot of the divisions um but um for me so yeah that's definitely fight of the year i'd also have to say in terms of event fight of the year it's not mayweather and uh, mcgregor for me it was it was the return of gsp and bisping it was one of those fights where i was almost breathless like i don't know I, I I don't know what's gonna happen can he do it and in terms of an, an actual event where it becomes bigger than just two guys fighting there's so much on it it's, it's it's almost dramatic there's something amazing about it um and watching that and just what an an amazing end and violent end it was to it as well um that would me would be more kind of an event fight of the year and if I had to pick one fight that actually, in in terms of combat, fighting, in terms of boxing, and uh, UFC and MMA, it would be the Joshua Klitschko fight. Because actually, do you know what I really like seeing? It's not when it's a one-sided beating or something like that, or someone getting sparked out immediately, although that's hugely enjoyable, as you saw recently. (laughs) It's actually someone being really, really tested, and someone showing us something that they've got deep down in them. And to Joshua Klitschko, it was... Uh, it's been a while since the heavyweight uh, division has seen a fight like that, and I think boxing has seen a fight like that, and I thought that was just an incredible fight. Incredible fight. I love that. That, for me, would be overall fight of the year because it just had so much to it. It was so dramatic, um, and two great competitors as well, and AJ's really, really exciting. He's got a tough couple of years ahead of him uh, in terms of what he does next, but in terms of uh, just a fight with so much, and AJ really, really being tested and coming through it, and almost being out and I think a younger Klitschko probably would have finished him in the fifth round, but that's not the way it went. Um, so that that would that would be it for me. But yeah, in terms of USC, same as you, and then also just uh, that that GSP fight against Bisping.
2: Love it. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, as when you talk, just you talking about that Chris Coe fight with Joshua just gave me tingles again because it was, uh, it's, it's massive for the heavyweight division. It reignited it. It's, it's now meant there's so many options as far as what he does next that are interesting that we want to see, that we want to find out what happens. But it was that classic thing old guard. It was like a rocky guard, fight. Young lion. Taking on taking on the old uh, the old line as well. It was a, it was an absolute rocky fight and uh, uh, boxing. That was my fight of the year for, for boxing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree with what you say with uh, with all the others as well. And talking a about fight.
1: boxing, did you, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, on Instagram earlier today, Brian um, Sylvester Stallone said really big news about uh, the new Creed movie, Creed Two. And then he had a picture of so, uh, old uh, right. Sylvester Stallone fighting Brock Lesnar in the cage. I've got a feeling that <laughs> they've signed up Brock Lesnar to be the, to be in the new Creed movie. I I hope so. Oh, Can you geez,
2: imagine how bad his mate.
1: acting's going to be?
2: Oh Jesus, mate! That that is awful and brilliant at the same time. <laughs> it's that is both of those. Amazing and exciting. Uh, on so many levels, I need to. I, I almost want to put the phone out and get Instagram up just to see this picture now. But you need to see the photo,
1: off, it's an incredible, it's, it's quite poor photoshopping. You know, Stallone's a, <laughs> it's an Oscar winning, he's got money. Can't some kid do that for monkey, him? Yeah. It's, it's really, really basic photoshopping, it's nasty. <laughs> Have he,
2: he got morning Matt working for him? He has, like yeah, he has
1: he's got some clip art in there as well. It's a nice job. I, I honestly, unless he's doing his own kind of Rocky movie with Brock Lesnar called Brocky, um, which I hope happens, <laughs> um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh
2: mate, mate you, that's brilliant! Pretty...
1: <laughs> let's let's start a GoFundMe so campaign are, for the movie Brocky, even if S- Stallone don't doesn't don't want to do it. Let's make it. All right, let's move on that, now to, to uh, let's go on to Card of the Year. Now, for me, Bri, uh card of the year. There have been some really, really good ones that have just... uh, All the fights have been great. Uh, I think it's really hard to go beyond UFC 217 with three new champions, GSP, TJ Dillashaw, and and Rose. Uh, I just thought that that whole card, they were all really... There were great great fights, and the spe- all three of the speeches were humble, big-hearted ones at the end. This has been the year of really just everyone calling each other out, the swearing, the trash-talking, too much homophobia for 2017. There was something amazingly violent about all those fights, but also something really humane and warm at the end uh, with some real human moments, and uh, I don't think there's been enough of that in, uh, in, in the UFC this year, but that the UFC 217 was an amazing night of fighting.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're slightly off mark, mate. You are you are missing. Um, it's a great argument, honestly. It's a great argument. But the uh, the uh, UFC Fight Night 117, Saint Pro versus Okami. Oh god, yeah. Um, that, Sorry. That, that, I'm gonna like, I'm
1: gonna resign immediately.
2: There's no, you on, There's, no, there's no argument past uh, past that, that, that fight card. But it's three titles changing end. But, but also the 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 whole card had shocks all the way through. It had amazing wars, all that Ma- Madison square, in fact, with the main card, sorry, had there's just, what happened over those two hours with that main card was something so special in mixed martial arts. And, uh, and the, the fact that all of, all the title fights made it with no injuries, no pullouts, um, all, all that around it, all the press, GSP coming back, taking the title, uh, becoming the greatest of all time in my eyes, at least. And, uh,
1: and then and giving up the title after idea. sort of two hours going, <laughs> no, no, it's <stop> that. <laughs> that's, that's
2: it. That's I
1: don't want this. Uh, take but, it back.
2: you Want me to fight who? No, nah. no, not doing that. <laughs> whoa, Sorry,
1: whoa. no. And then Dana giving I'm the oh, I'm absolutely fine with this. Uh, ah, it's no biggie at all. I'm absolutely fine with yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, of course yeah. you are. Yeah, uh, what, what
2: yeah, of course you are. What you have seen is Dana wearing a lot of long sleeves recently because he's doing a lot of self-harming. That's all <laughs> yes. I'm and He's just yep. just carving GSP into his arms. That's
1: <laughs> How it. can yeah. he be fine with that? We're all a bit disappointed, you know. I'm not. I'm not surprised because that's not his natural weight, and I don't think he. Fancy's getting hit by those kind of weights. I think fair enough.
2: Um, that's, That's what I think. I think GSP doing it on his terms, coming back on his terms, and even Dana White saying, no, it's in his contract. He has to do that. And then GSP going... No, nah, uh, there's the title. We don't know what's happening next with him, but the, there's no surprises in the fact that, that he's not taking on that middleweight division because let's face it. But apart from uh, Michael Bisping, um, I, I can't who
1: let's, let's be honest, Bisbing's amazing, but he's a one-eyed guy, and he's going. Listen, unless <laughs> there's any more no-eyed guys, <laughs> I ain't up for this middleweight <laughs> stuff. Okay, you got any blindos? <laughs> Any, any news? Any news on Matt Hughes? Yeah. Is he is he ring ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh mate!
2: Oh mate! Merry Christmas, Matt Hughes.
1: Hey, you listen. You know, there's nothing Merry but love from, from all of us to the great Matt Hughes. <laughs> oh, my point is, he doesn't want to. Be. But, I get yeah. But I tell you what, it does give us. Wow, Lukey and Bobby Knuckles back in oh, back Lukey in Australia, Perth, Michael.
2: February next year. Winner Bobby. takes the belt. What a great fight! The winner takes it all. They look, finally, GSP listens to Luke Rockhold. You don't want this. Get out of my division. You don't want that fight. That
1: amazing Get speech out. he made. That amazing speech Luke, he made. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, worst I'll The worst this. case uh, speech of the year is that. Just, how yeah, can somebody, man.
2: How can somebody so physically perfect yes. to be so inept at <coughs> speaking? It's so bad. Anyway. Just out so of bad.
1: division, man, my way.
2: What? Yeah, <laughs> what? what? What, you prick? <laughs> 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 you absolute knob jockey what did you say <laughs> oh but let's, let's listen now they did the flip side of that coin as he is facing Robert Whittaker who has officially accepted that, not the Reaper but Bobby Knuckles in fact if you go on his Sherdog uh, this could be the story of, uh, of 2017 for me he's now moved into uh, he's got two nicknames on Dog, which is uh, the Reaper and Bobby Knuckles but the fact he's even talking about it and welcoming it back into his life that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Bobby Knuckles, long live the king.
1: Well, that leads us into then, um, we agreed that 217 was card of the year and there have been some great cards, especially in the last six months. Who is our fighter of the year?
2: Well, that that does lead us into that. I mean, there's there's anyone who says, is anybody but this man is wrong. There are some great fighters. We've had Holloway do some amazing things. Uh, D- uh, Johnson break the record. DJ uh, Dillashaw reclaim his title. Whittaker become the middleweight. But... George St-Pierre returning to the UFC, going up a division, taking on somebody, being the underdog going into that fight, getting a beating uh, during that fight, looking like there was no way he could win, pulling out the victory, taking the belt. And then you said it earlier as well, just dropping the belt in front of Dana White and on his terms and saying, I'm not defending that. I'm, whatever I do next is up to me. There is no greater argument, not just for fighter of the year, but for greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, he's something else.
1: To come back after no fights in four years when so much of the sport has changed dramatically in the last four years and to actually look... To have his boxing look sharper, to actually worked on his game in that time and progressed it somehow, despite by no competitive action in four years and then become a middleweight champion of the world uh, is is sensational. In anyone's book, he is he is fighter it's of the amazing.
2: year. He is fighter of the his fight. He's fighter the decade. He's fighter of all time. He is he is amazing to do all of that to climb that mountain to come back to step in to go up a weight class and then to pull the victory out in that fashion was uh, yeah that that is. That is a true MMA
1: god. It, tying in second place for me, Bobby Knuckles. <laughs> right, I love I love Bobby Knuckles because I think he's yeah. he's my kind of fighter. He's a really 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 technically smart striker. He's just great. That Yo yeah. Romero fight. Let's not forget what great fight that was. Basically, it was down to one leg, and he's a striker. And he beat Yo Romero, which is incredible to be that strong, that smart. How he then has to make an adjustment when his his knees blowing out from that freak, just basically breaking it. Um, it was an incredible fight. So he ties in second place with Rose for me um, to come through all that kind of abuse she was getting. I mean, really, really scary, intimidating abuse in the run up to her fight in uh, two seventeen, and uh, to stay calm, to stay level headed, and to pull off that huge upset, one of the biggest upsets in the UFC not just this year ever uh, Rose and uh, Bobby Knuckles tying second place for me for fighters of the year
2: That's the, Yeah, I, I can go with that I, I also think uh, uh, Holloway obviously just the victory finally cleaning up that division so he is now seen as, as, the, as, the, as the, totally the champion of, of that, the, that division and then uh, also Tony Ferguson with claiming that lightweight belt as well That there's um it, it, for me, that where we stand now, and we'll talk about this as we get to the end of the thing. But where we stand now, we are in good shape for this year. Oh, I can't wait for
1: here. next year. So many great possible
0: matchups <laughs> next <That's> year. <laughs> well, okay. head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend.
1: Okay, let's talk about <laughs> so then good. um knockout of the year um they've been there have actually been some really good knockouts this year so there's been some fantastic ones um i was i was looking back at some of the there was the uh ovary faceplant in mark hunt paul daly's flying knee of brennan ward for me yes in Ghana, in Ghanu. i mean i mean just a horrific but amazing ko
2: this, uh, and it, it, there's so much more than just that knockout. Now, this uh, again, the heavyweight division has sort of been stifled a little yeah. bit because we're missing stars. It used to be uh, the heavyweights of, and this is boxing as well. That was a division. That was the it. Was
1: all about star. the heavyweight the division.
2: Baddest- that was it. That was the baddest man on the planet. And you'd fear him. Mike Tyson, even just watching him walk to the ring, you'd, you'd struggle to think how does anyone get the nerves to step in the ring with him? And we've not had anybody like that. We've had uh Uber-ing come through uh, uh, USADA and change physically. We, we've not had anybody imposing or scary or where we go wow, what, what is this man capable of? Or, what, yeah, who's going to break bring him down? And you just watch Ngannou walk into the cage. You see the frame of the man, the size of the man, the trajectory he's gone on since he's joined the UFC from nowhere. I've, I've never heard of Ngannou. See? He's
1: got a good I story mean, as well, yeah. He's,
2: he's got a great story. And to to say that he did what he did to Alistair Overeem, it wasn't just that knockout, that uppercut, which uh, somehow, uh, hopefully, Overeem's over head is to return to earth. I think
1: his head has landed mean, in that um, Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix. <laughs> that's right. That's...
2: <laughs> but, but now, what that means, that knockout means is
1: we are now excited about January Stepe. Stipe. 20th, January I mean, Mio- Miocic, who's a great Stipe counterpuncher. Mio- I mean, we're going to find yeah. out how good is, I mean, he's big, he knocked out Overeem, Overeem is chinny. He can be, you know, he can be, you know, however, not taken away, that was an amazing punch. I mean, an amazing punch.
2: O- Overeem, Amazing punch. Overeem is without a doubt the most highly decorated and skilled. Yeah, he's a proper legend. The uh, he's won a uh, a title in every single promotion he's he's, he's fought in from MMA, K1. Um, and he is physically and technically, without a doubt, the most complete striker in the heavyweight division. One of the best strikers in MMA, and for Ngannou to go file for fire. And when you see that, when you see even in slow motion, those shots that Overeem misses with his, and then Ngannou comes back. Well, it looks
1: like Overeem's kind of moving out the way, and it's kind of a strange, it's not quite an uppercut. It kind of comes from a kind of a a different kind of angle than a normal kind of uppercut coming up through the guard. But... It's just a, a Polak. I mean, it's an electrifying stun gun of a knockout. As Joe Rogan Ket sort of getting almost aroused, going, "Look at his feet, all twisted like that." So, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, Mr. Rogan. But I hear you were an amazing actor. Were you once in Casualty? I believe.
2: He wasn't He kept
1: going. Can we get? Can we get close up of that?
2: No. Can we get close up? Is he dead? He looked,
1: it was horrific. <laughs> the the only way anyone's ever going to beat him, Brian, is by a really really good counter puncher, a really strong puncher. stipe has got. I mean, you, he's he, he he knocks people out while he's going backwards. Look, we did. Look what he's done before. I mean, who knows? But I can't wait to see that fight.
2: But that's what that knockout means. It means we are now excited about the heavyweight division and the potential of having our, and I'm using these qu- quotes in the air, Mike Tyson of our generation yeah. coming through. That That's what we want. We want the heavyweight generation to be that scary, what the hell, how does how does anybody face a human like that? And Ngarno has the whole package, but he's going up against Stipe Miocic, who is one of the baddest men on the planet, but also, yeah, like you said, that counter-striker, which is, if you do the MMA mass, which is a crazy thing to do, but if you do it, he might have the style to, uh, to, to to knock um, Ngannou off that. Well,
1: ch- you're thing. just so excited about that fight. I mean, I can't remember a heavyweight uh, fight that I was more excited about since uh, it's up there with uh, JDS and Prime, Kane Velasquez. Do you remember how exciting oh, it was yeah. where oh, could yeah. you could make a case for either of these two to walk away with the belt?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. There's, there's. I'll think about the fight, and one way I think there's no way is going to lose, and then I'll think about it, and I think there's no way Stipe can lose. It's, it's so good, and it's great. Again, it's that thing that now 2018 is coming, and that to be one of the first cards of the year, That, that is the headline, that, that Stipe Miocic you is know, defending his belt against Ngani, that is tantalising, and it's a great way to kick off 2018.
1: Uh, we're doing for submission of the year, I... Uh... I kind of, I have to go for, a, much rather Ortega was an incredible guillotine and he's a, he's a proper uh, submission artist. For me though, uh, it's Demetrius Johnson. Um, what he did against Borg was, was incredible. That's a real kind of, that's real artistry and flair. It's a transition like that. I still think that's my favourite submission of the year.
2: Oh, without that, mate, we're bang on the same page. So I've put, uh, as Honorary mentions, Brett Johns with his calf slicer. That oh. horrible reverse guillotine that is going around the internet at the minute. Have you seen have yeah. you seen that with the, from the channel? So there's that, I don't know, somebody called it a dragon something. I don't know what, what the exact name for it is. But
1: I think that's uh, something you and Frank Meir get up to. No, that's not the old
2: dragon <laughs> position. True. The dragon
1: wheelbarrow, isn't it? Is that the one with you? <laughs> anyway, we don't need to go into that now.
2: Dimitris johnson the uh, the um, ingenuity of it the uh, the, the the time and the fight it was to take that risk to pull off that move that um, that that is without a doubt uh, the the submission of the year
1: yeah it's a, it's a probably like you know he's when he does something like that he's like a kind of Jimi hendrix they're a virtuoso there's just something amazing about what they do as well um in terms of i got like, a couple of thoughts on exciting prospects for next year Obviously, Francis Ngannou, and also I think from this country, Darren Till.
2: Darren Till is, is one of the standards. He's got he's got the mouth. He's got that dual marketability. As far as he's got that Brazilian, uh, the Scouse Brazilian that he can talk, and as well as uh, uh, the European, the UK side that is, is is really getting behind him as well. That's what I'm liking as well. He feels like a fighter that. Um, and it's again, this, this question always comes up when you see someone come to the end of their career, like Michael Bisping, go, well, who's going to pick up the mantle? Somebody always emerges. The mystery and the beauty of this sport, and Darren Till is that person that is uh, is riding really fast. Uh, that that win over Cowboy Cerrone, his speeches, what he does. Uh, also,
1: do you know what, Brian? He looks really well. big. He he looks like a guy he's who can... He's massive,
2: mate. He he's, he's
1: really massive. tall and long, and I can easily see him going up up to middleweight and even light heavyweight. I think he's got a really exciting future ahead of him.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he, he is, he's so exciting with, with that style he's got as well. Um, we, he's had one test with Cowboy Cerrone. There's more tests that are going to come because yeah. you can feel the UFC starting to put their money behind him as well. They were, they were te- teasing us with the thought of a Wonderboy Thompson and Darren Till fight happening just a few weeks after, or was that a, weeks after or before um, the, the already announced UFC London card. So you can tell the UFC are getting behind them, and it's it's rare you can feel that with the UFC. They 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 get it wrong so often nowadays. But with this one, I think this yeah, Darren Till could be flying the flag for us uh, for a very long time.
1: What do you think is your story of the year? What's the biggest? What's the big takeaway for this year?
2: Well, we've we again we've we sort of touched on it slightly, but I think it was uh, what made the water muddy was the, the May Mac uh, the, yep. the whole thing around that has had a huge effect on the start of the year and just the fact it happened, what um, the way it came about, the, uh, the, the the media melee that followed with the, the the World Tour that they went on, us being there in the London one as well, feeling that atmosphere, feeling how, how special that event was. Um, but the other side of it is the effects, the knock-on effect it is already having with regards to uh, blocking up uh, divisions. So McGregor looks like he is going to fighting. Manny Pacquiao next year but that's what do you think about that I've got
1: I'm not interested I could buy we bought into the hype we bought into the hype and actually on this (laughs) show and really went to town for (laughs) that guy mate
2: (sighs) mate, I've got a website selling wolf tickets for that show still still accepting money That's, that's, that's the fact I'm and, but
1: but, but Pacquiao coming out of retirement, I don't care. No. Pacquiao isn't the draw anymore that all. he used to be. It's Not like he needs to come no. back to the UFC. But I guess it's hard for him to be motivated now to picking up, what, five or six million, which is still huge money. Um, but oh, yeah. for when he's got 100 million in his bank account and he could possibly get, I don't know what they're talking about, 25, 30, 35 at least for fighting Manny Pacquiao. I guess it's like, and then, why doesn't he go to WWE? Because I think it's a tricky thing. I think his brand right now is where he needs it to be. If he comes back to the UFC, I think it's really hard fights for him. And I, I, I can't guarantee that he even wins if he goes up against some of the beasts who are now, I've spent this year fighting in the cage, and are now better.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he is moving into a world of his own. And he he's called it all the way through the um, the the, the McGregor-Mayweather uh, press conferences, half a fight. And that's that's how he sees it. Boxing is half a fight for him. He's not getting kicked in the head. His body is not taking a training camp where he is getting wrestled and grappled and uh, submitted or uh, doing all that. It's half a fight. That's half the fight he's training for for more than three, four times the money. So, if if, if we learn anything from McGregor and his rise, yes, he's a, an amazing martial artist. I am a massive fan. But he is a businessman. He is somebody who is in it for the money. He is somebody who wants if you see all the pictures, the Lamborghinis, the the fancy houses, the, the, all that sort of stuff. He's in it for that and that's those fights unfortunately they don't interest us but they will make him the money that, that will um that, that will yeah that will set him up and may mean that we never see him fighting that uh, octagon again which is which is an, another tra travesty of, of off the back of this story of the year of mine which is which is the fact that he actually boxed Mayweather.
1: Yeah, it has to be. It, it's, it, it was the biggest um, story in boxing and MMA and the UFC. It was the it was the biggest story. It's the breakout story, and now he's possibly fighting Manny Pacquiao, which is just b- bizarre. It's nuts, oh, absolutely oh, insane. Oh, mate, so I really want to see him fight in the UFC. If you could, if you could, if you could make him fight anyone in the UFC, who would you like to see him fight? Uh,
2: that's a straight up t- uh, Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Straight up, straight in there. Let's let's get that fight on. That is
1: him he versus El Kikuie. El yeah, can El use those, uh, those wrap-around shades, last seen in The Matrix in 98. <laughs> he can fight in them.
2: Oh, oh he'll, he'll ankle-pick him in the weigh-ins. He'll do all that. He'll do him in his corner for it. Uh, Colby Covington will be his yeah, ice man. Or, but, if, but you know what? You know, that is the fight. That is it. Yeah, it Technically... Is. Um, we want to see. We know that's the best weight for for McGregor. We, he does, he has done amazing things in our sport. He has changed the world of MMA in the short time he's been in it, and that is the fight we need to make. But the fight he will he will take the fight that will happen. The fight that we are inevitably going to be talking about and watching. Will be Mayweather uh, McGregor versus uh, Pacquiao, which which is is <laughs> absolutely gutting, <laughs> ludicrous, ludicrous. And I tell you
1: now, right, ludicrous. if that fight if that fight happens, you look back. I've I've, I've rewatched the the the, the, uh, the May fight a couple of times, right, and you realise he was carried for for those rounds. Okay, it's it's oh, so yes. obvious, yes. right? You almost and, had yeah, him. Somehow did somehow you see that is. uppercut? Who's done that to him in the oh, last couple of years? Wow! That, All right? those punches and he landed.
2: Hey, next round's on me, fellas. Come on, but no, if it's, it's, it's you. I think Manny Pacquiao,
1: Bry, busts him up in a, in about three rounds. I think he. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. honestly, I, I think even though he hasn't been fought in two years and he's not his prime anymore, I still think he'd just kick the shit out of Connor. I don't think he'd be have any truck with carrying him for ten rounds and then and getting rid of him. Yeah, and then we can really get on to talking about McGregor versus Amir Khan, because that's the fight, mate. That is well, the fight hang on, what's happened to, to Paulie
2: Malignaggi? Where's, uh, the, that's the <laughs> one we want, isn't <laughs> it?
1: Oh, Come it. on. <laughs> Lest we forget. Listen.
2: Um, I've got I've, I've, I've right. got some
1: emails, actually, to share with you, right, of other people's reviews of the year. This is from uh, Donna, one of the first people to ever email the show back in, like, episode two. Her review of the year, her fight of the year, she went for uh, Justin Gagey versus Michael Johnson, which was a great bomb-burner of a fight.
2: Yeah, Aldo
1: Gagey's debut I'm in the now, UFC is way as I well. As well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love yeah, exactly that. that. Her fight of the year is Holloway, uh, twelve fight winning streak, won the strap, beat Aldo submission. She's gone same for us with Mighty Mouse uh, and the uh, uh, arm armbar combo. Her KO, Mike Perry versus Jake Ellenberger, standing elbow. That is- forgotten that's about so that
2: brutal. that's a great shout done awesome stuff
1: uh also uh she's gone for uh knockout. uh hers is uh uh, uh paul daly versus uh brennan ward the one i touched on with that with that flying knee which is <laughs> just
2: <a> g- <clears throat> horrendous yeah that's brutal as well that's a great shout yeah and and also a brit in there as well good to see
1: now who, who's your hero who's your villain of 2017
2: so Hero, Hero is something, and this, this, somehow these stories just pop up recently, but um, it, it just caught my eye, it caught my heart, and uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this man in the gym, in and around the gym. He's been around the spot, He is now the longest-serving UFC fighter, and he stepped out of the octagon for a super fight of his own, Diego Sanchez. Oh, come uh, on, one I've one got him as well. The fight with the
1: Down syndrome, <laughs> lad.
2: <laughs> that's oh. Yeah, that's right. So this young man he's been working with for Uh, years and he's been training with him and uh, just just yeah, making him part of his life and you can see it works two ways you can see there's true love there and the fact he gave him the opportunity to put those skills out there to step into a cage Arm barred Diego Sanchez, and by the way, by the way, when he did do it, I think he did genuinely hyperextend his arm. So uh, uh, for Diego to do that, and uh, somebody you just see, you, you pictured Diego Sanchez as somebody covered in blood in wars. He's just that, such, he's he's just such a
1: warrior, on. isn't he? I mean, he's never not looking a hundred percent intense and like a loon. He just yeah. loves to fight. He's 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 a hundred percent in every fight.
2: He's he's commits to everything. He's truly passionate about what he does. But what you don't see about these fighters, that you you picture that as his personality, he must be a wild man. He must be an animal. He is a uh, he is a, a true ambassador of this sport in every sense. He he gives it all in the cage and what he gives outside the cage that we don't even see and we don't even know about. And I've heard talk when people have gone over to um, Jackson Winks and young fighters uh, have gone over there. They've, they've talked about how welcoming he is, how much work he does, the, the effort he makes to say hello to people, um, of, no matter what where you are in your career, whether you're there just to train for fun or you, you're there as a pro fighter. Uh, and that just tops it off for me. It was, it was a heartwarming story. And off the back of all the stuff we've seen with McGregor off his face, jumping in a cage, chasing people around with John Jones crashing into pregnant ladies and failing drug tests with all that stuff around. These are the people that we should be really celebrating. So Diego Sanchez, my hero of the year.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Diego Sanchez because the same story I thought was an amazing story and uh, what, a, what, a, what a big-hearted guy to do that and to give uh, that lad that moment in there as well. It was his life goal Beautiful. to fight in the cage Beautiful. and to do that. And also, yeah. do you know what I really like? There's a photo from it where Diego is still in his fighting stance in the cage doing that stat terrifying he's not like he's not mucking around he's still he's still Diego you lock him in that cage, he's still Diego and like wow it's, I was scared just looking at the photo.
2: That poor kid almost backed out. That's uh, but you're quite right. He gave it all. Yeah, he gave that kid that moment. But I'm sure he. uh, Yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed it just as much. That was was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, mate.
1: The other uh, the other person I had for an honourable mention in hero of the year is uh, (laughs) big big Derek Lewis. Big Derek Lewis oh, rescuing people oh. in that big old truck of his. Not only does that he um, he put a beat down on Travis Brown when, to be honest, Derek was out on his feet, you know, and he had that big old plate of ribs before the fight and said afterwards he just needed a big shit. That's why that front kick hurt like that. He
2: actually said that
1: afterwards. He <laughs> said he just needed a big poo. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, at no, the end, I think it's in between round one and two. He actually looks like he's he sat on the swing so heavily. He looks like he's waiting for the menu. <laughs> the service in here is shit. <laughs> when they offer him
2: a stool, he goes, no, I can't sit down right now. When I take a seat, man, seriously. <laughs> it's about to go Justine Kish in
0: here.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that, that
1: but rescuing a people during the during the floods, you know, even confederates yeah. and racists and stuff like that. Just with that, I thought that's oh, an incredible, yeah. incredible thing to do. And also, yeah. not only just beating Travis Brown, but also saying about him, calling him to task as well uh, about the uh, the uh, the allegations as well. Um, I, I, yeah, I think Derek Lewis is an, is another contender. But Diego, for me, in terms of the villain for me, villain of the year. There's been uh, way too much homophobia, and it's 2017. It doesn't make the sport look great. It doesn't make the sport look like, like, like what it's full of, which is some of the people we've talked about, all these big-hearted people, these really intelligent fighters like GSP and Rose and yeah. TJ Dillashaw. When you've still got that in, in any other sport, if you've even if you've been rumoured to be being homophobic and you're a player on the football pitch, you'll miss games. They stamp down on that and they should do because you're a role model. You're lucky to earn that money. You're in a privileged position. Yeah. There are thousands of people who are, want your place. The same in the UFC. It's on camera. It goes around the world, and there are idiots that find that stuff funny still, and you're endorsing it. They should be kicked off cards. I don't, know how, don't care how big they are. It's, I think the sport's bigger than that now, and I think it's terrible that they still carry on with it, and it's just kind of written off as, 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 as banter leading up to fight. It's not that.
2: It's not that at all, mate. And, and you're absolutely right. It's not just a sport that needs to stamp down it, but, but the promotions. They need yeah. to step up. And no matter who says who says it no matter how much of a star they are, no matter what the potential is it's the message you are sending not just to this generation of fans but that is you're setting a tone you are setting an absolute tone and precedent for, um, for, for the days to come and um, for me yeah that, that, the fact that it's been it's happened so often almost every once every two months somebody said something and uh, and it just needs to be stopped, mate. It's 2017. This is a, a wonderful, amazing sport. We live in a fantastic and beautiful, wonderful world, not getting all hippie and Christmas on you. But um, the, the promotions do need to do exactly what you said. That when somebody does something like that, the ramifications need to absolutely uh, signal that it's, it's not sta- we're not standing for it. And, uh, and in 2017, that message is not something that we will associate ourselves with, no matter how big a star or an athlete you are.
1: Uh, for our um, listeners, the uh, the number one villain of the year is the. Uh, I've seen nothing but one name, John Jones.
2: Yes, well, that's mine, mate. That is, is it. it? You you you've uh, you've talked about that. I was going to talk about. Um, I was actually going to talk about McGregor as well, just because of what is happening, and we, we sort of touched on it with the ramifications from uh, from his fight with Mayweather. But John Jones, for me, mate, John Jones,
1: genuinely this, this, this heartbreaking this, this for him and us as well, because we all brought into that story of redemption
2: everything it felt like that that corner had been turned and also because of the talent we we're all itching to see what he is capable of um uh, and we, we've we've had glimpses of absolute genius some of the most amazing moments in the sport have been down to that man but some of the the only person that has taken it away from from him is himself and that is that is the story of john jones not just through this year um but for the last few years and it's just it's sad that he is not just wasting his talent for himself, but also for, for what he, he could be the greatest, he should be the greatest of all now, time. You no, know, you're not right there. He,
1: the, the emphasis is right. He, he should be. He's got more natural skill and that kind of, where did he even yeah. get that from than any other fighter? Now we talk about GSP. His is a more athletic, learn. he's also got so much natural skill as well, but John Jones does, does yeah. something else that no one you've never seen done before.
2: Yeah, yeah, he he, he he did things all the way through his career that made like, made your jaw drop. That that suddenly you you saw the potential, physical potential of what what was capable or people could be capable of in the cage. You also just saw him eat up every single opponent that went through him, no matter what they were. Uh, he destroyed his opponents, and and just the, the the rise was amazing. But the fall he's been on over the last few years. It's, it's, it's tra- I, I, I think it's the saddest story of our sport yeah, it is. the fact that John Jones uh, has, has wasted that because if it's, it's likely very likely he will not be back for no. four years four years minimum and then and then we don't even know if always. he's going to
1: come back or what happens to him in the next four years if he's yeah. if he has trouble yeah. focusing you know when he's got this going on and fights and, and another chance a second shot in life and then he and then something happens to that and he screws that up I don't know I don't know if he will be back in four years time
2: yeah, that that question—the what if—the what if—will always be uh, be hung over his head, and that's that's yeah. It's just it's not just it makes him a villain, but if, as somebody as a fan. it it, it makes me really sad that we are not getting to see the best years of john jones in that cage
1: i want to give honorable mentions here to three commentators who've been outstanding this year brian and i we are ultimate couch fans another one of us is danielle cormier i mean what a great commentator just a joy (laughs) i i get happy when you you, you, oh dc's there you know it's going to be a fun hang he's so excitable he's us He's, you know, he's a great did fighter. You
2: just, did you just say it's gonna? Did you just say it's gonna be a fun hang? Yes, yeah, sorry.
1: Sorry, I'm 21 at high school <laughs> in Arizona.
2: When you're. When you're watching the UFC, you like, like said the Twitter going, like, "I'm hanging with Joe Rogan and DC." Right? You know you're what you're not hanging. You do know that, don't you? You know. I feel
1: team like team I'm team. hanging in my front room with my homies. Okay. <laughs>
2: with, with with yeah. Okay, mate. Okay. <laughs> listen, he is a good hang. He's one of the best hangers. He's I've one
1: ever. of the best. Right okay, now, now, you like, come well, round to it. Listen. You'll be no, saying no, it that no, uh, A C B fight in Moscow. You were going, Frank. It's great to hang with you again. <laughs> All right, let's hang with the fighters. <laughs> uh the other dc uh who who's 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 brilliant as well is dominic cruz and uh i really yes. i really like the work he's been doing we talked about paul felder earlier who's just a natural uh broadcaster but they uh, one, yeah. of hi- one of my one of my highlights in the commentary this year was this uh when paul felder called something out during a fight when they were working, when they were calling it together and uh, dominic cruz just That's said true. nice nice call felder <laughs> that was i got goosebumps thinking about that i dream one day dominic cruz is going to say that to me and then Luke it, Luke it, Rockholds it, it, there, we're hanging together. We're going for bubble teas. It's lovely.
2: It's Paul Felder had a tail I reckon it would have just been wagging so much when Dominic Cruz gave him that little compliment huh? it, was, uh, it, it, yeah, it, was, it was great it was great it was uh, yeah, D, uh, Dominic Cruz he also argues with Joe Rogan that's one yep. of the things I like he's one of the few commentators like DC and Joe Rogan they, they're hanging they're really hanging well,
1: you, well you know they're why they come goal. from that strong acting uh, tradition as well you know they're all at RSC <laughs> together I think that's where they met originally
2: <laughs> that, that's right that's it they did they did tour for a little while with, they uh, did the yeah Top of horror,
1: Vicker, where yeah, and also Vicker, yeah. where's your trousers? That Tom Stoppard play that they did in the West End for the <laughs> Lyric, I think, for six weeks. Um, now let's talk about 2000. Uh, before we go, then, uh, 2018, what do you want for for, for next year? I, I think it's time for Bisping to step down from fighting, I, I really do. And seeing his two losses, he, he, he fought too quickly. Uh, we, we all know that now, I'm sure even he thinks that too. And even his coach, Jason Perillo, said he wants to have a sit down with him over the new year and work out, you know, when's it time to call it a day. And it can't just be that you're just still hanging in there because the money's great. I'd like to see Bisping have one last stand here in London in the new year. Um, But I I think it's time for Bisping to, to retire on his trusty shield.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's given so much, man. He's given so much to the British fans. The the, the whole journey of uh, of Michael Brisbane from getting subtitled on the first (laughs) tough series or the second tough series all the way through to becoming uh, the most unlikely. World champion, that that, that possibly we've we, ever expected it, it's uh, it, it's amazing. He, he, he's one of the best promoters of fights. He's the work he's doing out there. He's great on Fox Sports when you watch.
1: Well, he was about there. a week after you know getting knocked out again. He was. uh working the desk uh,
2: for <laughs> yeah for the Holloway fight, wasn't he? he Was working the desk for that? And he's got yeah, he's got his podcast as well. He does all that stuff and uh, and and you're you're right. That that will be a beautiful moment. Him to step into London, get the. Uh, uh, the reception, the um, the adoration, he, he really deserves for all he's done for the sport, and uh, that that should be. When you talk about fighters stepping down at the right time, that's his moment. That he it, it, they won't be back in London for another year, so it's very no. unlikely that he will, uh, yeah, he will get the opportunity. So it's, it's almost forced upon him. It's, it's similar to when uh, Brad Pickett had to, uh, had to well, retired in London. That day came up, and I think exactly the same for Bisping. I think he needs to see that opportunity, really grab it, and really enjoy that moment because he deserves it. He really deserves a great send-off because he's, he's been amazing.
1: Uh, what other, other hopes would you want from the UFC next year? Obviously, we both agree we'd like Connor to come back and fight, um, but outside this of that...
2: Is, yeah. Outside of that, I think uh, with Conor coming back to fight, my my aim, my my hope, my dreams for 2018 are that the belts become what they should be, and that is something special. That is something that uh, yeah, a champion means something. Whereas all this super fight stuff that is bouncing around is fun. I don't, I mean, I'm a fan. I'll watch. I'll watch any any sort of any fight, to be honest. But what I really want is to get back to those belts meaning something. The divisions are now set to uh um, yeah so that they can we 've got some rising stars coming through we 've got amazing champions in each division now now four champions there 's no interim champions anymore um so for me that is that is something that I hope comes uh, comes to fruition that that those belts those belts that, that everybody dreams about when they 're training when they they first start mMA that they dream about that moment that they get a belt around their waist that 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 becomes um yeah, it gets back to that. I think it's naturally
1: sport. going that yeah. way now. Um, the only big super fight I want next year is uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson versus TJ. I'd love to see that happen. I hope it really happens. Yeah. Because I think if you look at the lightweight divisions, featherweight divisions, welterweight, middleweight, heavyweight... Yeah. The only one missing out there is is because what's going to happen with the with the light heavyweight. But anyway, just those three those 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 divisions I mentioned, they're all stacked really deep in talent now, and really exciting fights. The top five, even the top ten, in all those divisions, they're really deep in talent, and there's loads of great fights to happen next year from all all of those uh, weight classes.
2: Yeah, yeah, and as long as as long as Dillashaw drops down to 125, he says he wants that belt. He says he wants to fight Demetrius in his weight class. Then that makes it a legitimate yes. fight because uh, apart from Henry Cejudo, who is who is reestablishing, it's getting better all the time. As the number one contender, always getting better. Um, but it's he fought, it's, it's, it's fought him so so not that well not that long ago that it's, it's too soon for them to redo that fight. That makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, all these other belts. Let's get these. Let's do what they used to do. Build the contenders. Uh, give the the the, uh, the, the belt the, the the kudos, the credence that it deserves. And then let's find out who's the best in each weight class. And uh, and and then it, it, things happen naturally. You get those rising stars. You get the momentum. You get the stories. It all follows suit when you keep on track. and, and there's that one goal, that gold belt round your waist.
1: Alright buddy, listen, um, have a safe trip on to Moscow and then back home I will see you in the new year enjoy this weekend's fight, it's been uh, great fun doing oh, the show with you this year as well buddy
2: Oh, uh, it's, it's been awesome, it one of my favourite things, so uh, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you, congratulations as well mate on all the success with your book, if, uh, if people don't know about that, you should, uh, yeah, the radio boy is... Uh, is, is it's,
1: it's a perfect amazing, place mate. to, pl- uh, to so. plug it on a very violent um, podcast, you know, because a lot of people <laughs> listen to this thinking, yeah. I hope we're going to pick up uh, a good children's book at the end <laughs> what, basically what we just listen. said is we just end that what do you want next year more extreme violence make sure you buy my children's book Radio Boy have a great Christmas everyone
2: <laughs> hey listen mate it's been great hanging with you Ollie. oh <laughs> you <laughs> fucker
1: <laughs> alright bye, take care mate I'll see you in the new year take care see you later, mate bye you All right, thank you very much for uh, listening to the podcast. Sorry we haven't been in action over the last couple of weeks. Uh, There'll be another one next week, a little Christmas and New Year one. It will be uh, the Real Karate Kid, 15-year-old Samster, the Real Karate Kid, uh, his review of the year. Also, what i do is I'll go through some of yours as well. So if you want to email me, I will go through a load of your emails, your fights of the year, any unusual categories that we haven't uh, covered as well, uh, your knockouts of the year, what you'd like to see next year. Uh, email me, oc at ultimatecouchfans.com. If you enjoyed it, spread the word, and have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. Thanks for supporting the show. Us.